Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Ever since episode 281, when I featured the Ben Dow and how the Board Apes Yacht Club had a falling floor price because of the liquidity issues that were over there, I've been exploring various options on how to lend and borrow NFTs within this space. And that's how I came across Arcade.xyz. So today we're going to dive into that platform, get a little feel as to how it works, how the protocol is set up, and some unique features on this platform that I'd love to see how it plays out and they continue to develop on this. Well, first and foremost, what is Arcade.xyz? It is a platform that enables decentralized peer-to-peer lending and borrowing on the Ethereum blockchain. This platform is built on a protocol called the Arcade Protocol, which is their protocol. So how exactly does this work? An NFT owner can set some terms as to how much they're going to receive for a particular asset, how long they're going to have to repay it, and how much they're going to have to repay. And then lenders have the option to browse the market to see what sort of options are out there that can either accept these terms and lend those funds, or they can counter offer and give something that is a little bit more reasonable. So how can owners borrow against their NFTs on arcade.xyz or XYZ? To borrow on the platform, the owner of the NFTs has to create what they call a vault, which is simply put a smart contract that holds the NFTs or multiple NFTs. They're deposited there, which still allows the owner to get any kind of rewards that they're getting. So, for example, if airdrops or associated with holding that NFT, anything of that nature, they will not miss out on that. But these vaults are open to loan offers. And as I said, they can either set the terms or lenders can then make offers for these vaults. And on the lending side, let's say someone has cryptocurrencies, whether it is the wrapped ETH or USDC. They can look around on the market, see what sort of offers are out there as far as NFT holders that are looking for liquidity that they want to borrow against their NFTs and accept those offers. Or there is a unique feature that allows them to make collection offers. So a collection offer is like what you would see on OpenSea when you're trying to buy into a particular project and you really don't care which one it is. Maybe let's say this is a project that is trading around the 0.7 floor and you have 0.6. Well, you make a collection offer across the board. It doesn't matter which one you get because all 10,000 that are in that collection are good enough for you. You know you just don't have enough. So hopefully someone will accept this offer, although it is below the floor price, and you put that out there hoping for the best. Well, that is what can happen with a lender who makes a collection offer. So let's say someone wants to lend against a board ape because they know this is a solid asset and in theory supposed to hold the value and so forth. So They can make a collection offer and say, all right, I'm willing to lend 75 ETH against any board ape in the collection. And then if at that time there is a owner that happens to be looking for a loan and finds that offer to be suitable, they can accept it. So I think that is a very unique feature. So rather than being passively searching the marketplace for someone who's looking to borrow, the lenders can then actively seek people who they want to lend to. They set their terms. They set the collection that they're willing to lend for. And rather than going through all 10,000 and making multiple offers, you can just make that simple collection offer. 
But going back to this whole vault concept, it is a smart contract. And the reason why they have this thing set up as a smart contract is it allows for a lot of unique things, such as this digital escrow service, which basically holds the NFTs as collateral once the loan funds are received. And the way this platform is built, these offers and loans could be actually made without paying gas. It's not until there is an acceptance and the funds are actually changing hand that it goes on chain. So let's just say the lender and the borrower come to terms for whatever NFT it is and the favorable terms of how long it is and whatever repayment rate it is. Both parties would then have to sign the transaction as if they were doing any kind of other transaction on the blockchain. Obviously, one of these parties is going to initiate it, just like making an offer on OpenSea. And then the second party is going to accept that offer. Both parties get a note representing their rights and their obligations within this contract and fund changes hands instantly. Now, the thing that I find very interesting with this is what happens when someone defaults on a loan? Because as I open this thing up, when I was saying with BenderDAO, what makes BenderDAO very unique is there's all sorts of math and algorithms that goes into seeing what the floor price is. And if someone doesn't repay that loan with an indefinite time to the DAO itself, then it automatically liquidates. And there is no human to override it. It is all based on whatever the floor price is trading and being able to maintain a certain percent of that within the liquidity pool or within the funds pool of that DAO is how that operates. But with this, you're actually peer-to-peer. -peer. You're lending to an individual, not exchanging funds with a DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization. You're actually getting the loan funds from an individual that sees this and accepts the terms or issues the terms. And in the event that the terms are defaulted, the lender has the option to either A, issue an extension, or B, collect that NFT, which was the collateral for that particular loan. So in the case that I used earlier, someone that lent out to the Board Ape collection, knowing very well that it is a strong collection, has a strong floor price, and long-term probably has a lot of value. So let's say someone made a loan and they defaulted on it. They did not pay that back. The lender can then accept that Board Ape as settlement. So at that point, everyone is squared up. The lender has the NFT, and the borrower no longer owes anything. And all this is done through the power of the blockchain. Neither party has to know each other. There is no real middleman as far as verifying anything other than the blockchain. And here's the sweet part. At this moment in time, there's actually no fees in order to do that. I don't believe that will be the case indefinitely. However, at this time, as they're building it out, it is technically an experimental platform, and there are no fees associated with it. So the lender is actually setting that premium for whatever interest wants to be made. So for example, just using very simple numbers, let's say I am loaning out one ETH for 14 days and I want 1.1 ETH back in return. Assuming all goes well and in 14 days, that person does pay back the 1.1 ETH, which by the way, they can do at any time. They don't have to wait for the full terms and there's no any kind of penalty or anything of that nature because upfront, whatever that repayment amount was, that was what was agreed to. So whether they pay me back in 14 days, 13 days, or two days, it doesn't make a difference. 1.1 ETH is what I'm going to receive. And all funds and NFTs are settled and returned to the rightful owners. 
So I think this is a very interesting protocol. And going forward, I am really excited to see what exactly happens with DeFi and in particular, NiftyFi or NFTFi. And this is a very cool application, in my opinion, although it is still in the testing phases, as they said on their own website, that it is an experimental platform. However, I think this is a pretty good, a solid idea. And I have no affiliation with this platform, this dApp whatsoever. Just looking through everything, seeing the user interface and seeing how it actually works, how it is payoff, it is peer to peer. I think it is very good. Long term, I think they're going to have to figure out how to have some fees because at the end of the day, they are developing all this stuff. They're offering a great service. And if there's enough traffic on the platform and people are enjoying their experience using it, they're going to be also willing to pay a fee, especially in the sense of the lenders, because in that example that I used, that is a 10% return in 14 days, which is pretty ridiculous. The APR for that would be like 260%. And there is no way in conventional finance that you'll be able to find that. Of course, microloans are very different. It's a very unique test case. And a 14-day loan is more like a payday loan. And of course, they're going to have some ridiculous fees as far as payday loans. But even with that, I think this is very cool in the sense that rather than hoping for the best with a payday loan, you at least know that worst case scenario, you're going to be able to claim the NFT. So assuming that the NFT that you have lent against is something that either A, you're interested in, or you see that there is a lot of market activity, there's a lot of demand for it, and you know that you can sell it. It is a quote unquote liquid asset, although NFTs are illiquid, meaning that it's not something that can easily be swapped out into cash and sold and uh, moved just like a house or something in comparison to stocks or Bitcoin. Crypto is a much more liquid asset than NFTs. At any time, you can instantly swap from any of the major coins, such as Bitcoin, ETH and so forth back into dollars or whatever currency that you're using locally and have it back into your bank account. It, that cannot be said with NFTs. So a super rare board ape that might be worth millions of dollars is very illiquid. There's not a lot of people that can afford that or are willing to pay that. But going back to this thing, what is also cool with this too is since it is peer-to-peer, there's more options than, say, the Bendow, because the Bendow only can be locked into those top collections, a handful of them. I think it was less than 10 that are actually on the platform. However, with this is basically whatever the lenders are interested in and willing to lend, those NFTs could be on there. These are verified collections. However, there are countless verified collections as opposed to just the handful of quote unquote blue chips that are on Bendow. So looking forward to how this develops and what really comes out of this. I'll be following this for sure. I'll definitely be testing the waters as a lender. I have no intentions of trying to borrow against any NFTs. But never say never, but absolutely, I think there is some great gains to be had from innovation such as this in the space. So I am excited to see what other platforms come in, what other competition this might spark, any ideas from developers and so forth. But I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. As usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.